Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about the uh, season one, episode eight, uh, episode Necromancer. Da, da, da. And this was directed by Paul A. Edwards, who also directed The Lesser Key of Solomon, which is one of our favorite yes. episodes. He's also, he's like big into TV directing. He's also directed two episodes of Gotham. Cool. Uh, a S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, Tracks which is one of my favorite ones, the one where they were on the train. Oh, yeah. And an episode... That's the one that had Stan Lee in it. Yes. Yes. And an episode of uh, Supernatural from Season 8 where Cass wants to become a hunter. Oh, yeah. So this, really? is, a, this is a veteran TV guy. Yeah, he's done lots of TV. Of a lot of our favorite shows. A lot of our favorite stuff. And lots of uh, Lost episodes. So, I mean, pretty, I pretty big stuff. Lost. Yeah, but big stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, and okay. it was written by Mark Goffman and Philip Iskov, who are two of the creators. Okay, cool. So, cool. Uh, what'd you think? It was a good episode. I liked it, too. It's a good episode. Um, a lot of little tidbits here and there. There's a lot of story progression. Yeah. A huge reveal, mm-hmm. which I was really excited to see. That was, yeah, that was a big, a big um, one. It started out a little slow. Yeah. Um, but the it ended on a really high note for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. Not a whole lot of research. I think what I have is very, very minimal. Yeah. Um, it was more character than... Very than much more the, character story development, which is good to see. Yeah, it was more so that than any kind of mythology. So um, so we'll just get right into the recap. Let's go. Um, oh, my God. Abby teaches Ichabod to fist bump. I know. And it's basically the greatest thing ever. It really is. It's just so awesome. And she puts her fist up and they, he, you know, she has to adjust it for him. So he's holding it just right and they bump and he's like, oh yeah. And she walks off. He's like, I still don't understand. But the smile she gets when they finally fist bump. Yes. That little smirk. Oh my gosh. It it makes me so happy. I like to see Abby happy and we don't get a lot of it because the show is very dark. Very little. We see, we see a lot more lightheartedness from Icky. Yeah. From time to time. The, the, some of the lines he spits out. Yeah. Uh, tend to some, every once in a while you get that lightheartedness. Yeah. Um, like in the last episode when he, the horseman's chasing him and he falls down and the last couple of the ladder, he goes, that was terrifying. (laughs) It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to see Abby smiling. Yeah. It's rare. It was really good. I like that. And uh, uh, we're picking up pretty pretty much where we left off. Yeah. It looks like some time has passed, but not much. Well, they go through the actual time of chaining the horse, the headless horseman up. Yeah. And um, Frank, they were prepared. Masons, they man. They were super prepared. And Frank is helping babysit death. As you do. And, you know. Um, they, they talk again about not being able to kill him, because that's, that's been a continuing theme that they don't know even if he can die. Right. Um, and this is where they go into that the cell was designed by Jefferson. Yes. As a holding place for demons, and it's keeping him weak, but obviously not dead. Right. And um, Ichabod wants to interrogate him, and Abby's like, that's great. Um, he doesn't have a head. But she gets <laughs> the idea to use Andy to help. Yeah, and Frank's like... Um you know, the, the dead guy? The dead guy, yeah. And they're like, yeah. And they so. refer to him as unhappily resurrected, <laughs> which is one of, it's just an all. I just true. love that. Unhappily resurrected. And I had to put it in my notes and quotes because it's just, it was hilarious. One, one thing, though, like, because he is unhappily resurrected. He sold his soul to Moloch. 
I don't know why he ever joined the bad team in the first place. Yeah, we don't know what his motivation was to join I would love some with kind Malik. of a flashback or something that would kind of explain that because yeah. he seems like a good guy. He seems very reluctant yeah, to mean, be on that side. So but, he, but he joined the team. I mean, before, even before he died, mm-hmm. he was on their team. And I, I just, I never really got um, satisfactory explanation of why that happened. I wonder... And this might, might just might become a headcanon, is did he join up with Moloch and sell his soul to Moloch? Bef- and I believe he did, if the timelines match up, before he knew Abby was a witness. I think so, and yeah. I, and I believe it's... Because it was before when, even Abby knew she was a witness. It was episode one. Yeah, so uh, maybe it was the fact um, that Abby was on the other side so strongly yeah. that that's what's making him reluctant because he is in love with Abby. Yeah, yeah. It could be. But see, I I just wish I knew, like, even if he was full team apocalypse, <laughs> what why? Dra- what, what's his motive? Yeah. Because he's a cop. He's, you know, mm. he seems like a good guy. He does. For what, the most part, aside from the whole, you know, what did he being s- on the bad team. What did he get in return? Yeah. Because there's a deal. There's always a deal. Well, and I started thinking, what if, he was somehow trying to keep Abby there. She was leaving. She's mm-hmm. going to Quantico. Yes. He was trying to keep her, and he got entangled in all this, and, and it kind of goes back to what we've talked about several times about how preordained any of this is. Was yeah. Abby ever really going to go to Quantico, or was this witness stuff supposed to happen when it happened and keep her there? Well, let us let me think back. Or could anything Andy asked for influence what happened? I don't know. So... Wasn't it Ichabod that was risen before? Was it Headless? No. So it was Moloch Rose the Horseman, which that's what woke up Ichabod. Yes. Isn't that how it played yes. out? Okay. I don't know where I was going with that. I had momentum and I lost it. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot to noodle on because... Yeah, yeah. I, okay, but the moral of the story yeah. is I would like to know what Andy's motivation was to join the dark side. I would too. Were the cookies that good? Uh, they must be some damn good cookies because he sold the soul for them. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't anticipate dying quite so easily. I want some cookies. Yeah, I know you do. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, and we get this, like, you know, they're they're talking about they, they want to interrogate him. Abby gets the idea that Andy can help. And um, she also wants Frank to uh, tell Jenny what's going on. And And Frank's line here at the end of the scene is so funny. I had to type it out. It's a dead guy, a mental patient, and a time travel from the revolution. And my thoughts are, I'd watch that show. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, I am. I am watching that show. And this is Team Anti-Apocalypse. Woo-hoo! Yay! Um, so, yeah, I was I was really happy that it's like, okay, these, are, these Frank, are our guys. Poor Frank. He's just like, he's so resolved. He's so, no, is it resolved? Is that the word I'm looking for? Resigned. He's resigned. Thank you. Yeah. That's an R word. He's so resigned to it now. He's just like, fuck. He's like, fucking apocalypse. All right. <laughs> Damn it. Um, and we go to we go to the forest, and we see these hunters in the forest, and they see um, the horse that we know belongs to death with the creepy red eyes and everything. The really bad, bad red eyes. Um, yeah. So when you first see these hunters, mm-hmm. what's your first thought? I just thought there were some dudes in the forest. My thought was for first five minutes of Supernatural, they're dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes D-E-D. sense. D-E-D. I was like, D-E-D I saw him, I was like, yeah, they're dead. They see some creepy shit, and they're going to yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. But um, we find out that uh, one of the hunters, uh, he, 
he has the Hessian mark. He, he speaks German, apparently. And he recognizes it, and he calls it in, and then he kills his friend. But one thing I did notice, dude did not have a German accent before we no, find he out did not. who he is. No, he did not. He did not. He was blending in right. Is that and this apparently his friend didn't know he spoke German. No, no. So he's much more blended in than of course that other guy could have been like head dude in charge of this Hessian chapter. So the I German don't know how accent, their organization yeah, works. I don't, I, this guy was a better sleeper in my opinion, because even his friends didn't know. Yeah. And he just turns and, he and shoots so I was half right. Kills them. Uh, you were half right. I was half right. And he says that they need to gather team three. And I was expecting that to be significant, and they never really... Yeah, it never really came to be. It was just a... I don't know. I guess, I guess it just implies that there's multiple teams. That, like, the, there's a lot of Hessians that we don't know about. Right. So, um... Which, at, at least they're calling back to details earlier in the show. That's true. Which, at least they're doing that, because some shows just don't even Yeah, they bother. don't even bother with no. their own mythology. Um, and so we go back to the tunnels, and Ichabod and Abby are searching <laughs> for tunnels. Andy. And they find his bolt hole. They find his, like, makeshift yeah. set. And it's sad. It Creepy is sad Andy is thing. living in the tunnels. And, you know, but he's undead. I don't yes. know. And um, Abby Abby decides that she thinks he's he's going to come back there eventually. Well, yeah. he's She calls him a creature of habit. Creature of habit, yeah. Yes. And um, we move on to Frank, who uh, he... Gets Jenny taken into the police. He just goes and gets. Station. He just sends somebody to go pick her up. Yeah, and she is not a happy bunny about that. Poor girl was just trying to drink her soy latte and enjoy some free Wi-Fi as you do. Right, and he gets somebody oh, to bring her. Oh, she's so in. not happy. And um, I don't know about you, but I shipped them almost immediately. Immediately, I was like, Mr. All right. and Mrs. Bamp, yep, right there, right there. I ship it really hard. Two of them on screen together, and you're like. There it is. What is their ship name? I don't know. Fenny? Uh, Jank? Frank and Jenny <laughs> ship. Frank, uh, Jenny and Frank ship Ick Abbey? No, wait. Everybody ships, ships Ick Abbey. No. Jerving? There's, Jerving. there's a Jerving. Jerving. I like Jerving. There's a Jerving. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this and this just solidified it because I think this is the first time they've been on screen together. Yeah. Um, and I shipped it, like, immediately. It took, like, four and a half seconds. Yeah, if that long. And, um, and you know, she's Jerving. she's pretty unhappy. And he tells, he just tells her really just, he does not beat about well, the bush. He's like, well, he's we've very, captured the horseman. He's very frank with her. But You were waiting on that, weren't you? <laughs> but, but they are, they're, they're very sassy with each other. Mm-hmm. But when they get down to it, he's like, all right, here's where it is. And she's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. she's So she's like, okay, I'm listening. And um, he gets a call. Frank gets a call to, there's, there's been a break-in in an antique shop. And Jenny, it turns out, used to do some kind of work for them. And she's very vague about some what that work is. Acquisition work. Which sounded like Jenny was some stealing stuff. She was stealing some stuff. And um, she won't tell him what. And Frank's just like. Pretty much, okay, just fine. like cut, stay here. Frank is pretty much like cut the shit. Are you in or are you out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, and he, she's like, I'm in. Frank ain't got time for no bullshit. No, no, you know so, he don't. I like that because, like, you know, a lot of people when confronted with Jenny being like, I don't know, I used to do some work for them, would have like shouted or would have gotten really upset. 
Yeah, Frank she's is very just evasive. Like, Frank is just like, listen, I'm just going to tell you straight. Are you going to do this with us or not? Yeah, and he's very straightforward about this is the situation. Look at the people in this room. They don't need to know. People are going to die if we yeah. don't do something. Are you in? Are you out? And she, when he puts it in her, I, I guess, yeah. puts it in her face. Yeah. She's like, okay. Draws the line. Yeah. Is what he, he drew the line in the sand for her. And she was like, all right, let's go. And then it was yeah. all business with them. Yeah. From then on forward. Yeah. It really was straight business with the yeah. two of them. And so it's pretty um, cool. <laughs> like me some Jenny. And, uh, and we move on to Ichabod and Abby who are waiting in Andy's little hovel or whatever the hell you want to call it. And um, they have a little talk about literature, and they mention Mark Twain. They mention uh, The Metamorphosis by yes. Frank Kafka. Yes. Which apparently I, I now have. Franz Kafka. Franz, excuse me. It says Franz right there in my notes, yes. by the way. Um, so which he, now now I have to read it. He's he's picked up on a couple a couple. He, had, he said he had read it. I've been introduced to Twain, Faulkner. Yeah, he a couple, mentions a couple few. of classics. And um, they get surprised by Andy. As you do. And apparently he's undead and quiet. Yeah, well, it's a secret war. Oh, that's just... It's, it's a, a secret, secret war. Everybody's got a tiptoe. Um, and this tablet thing that Ichabod has found in Andy's stuff, because they just start rifling through I know, shit. don't they? And so rude. And I was like, that's really rude, guys. And, um... Secret war. It tells... It leads... Because, of course, Ichabod knows all. It leads him to believe that Andy is the horseman's necromancer yeah, and he, can speak to him. Yeah, he, the thing he picks up, he talks about it as some Egyptian stuff on it. It's got it. hieroglyphs on it. Yeah, but I I didn't really stop. I, need, I needed to go back and look at it. It didn't look very Egyptian to me. Mm, I didn't, we didn't get a very long flash of it. And it was on like this red stone. Yeah, it looked, it looked more um, um, like a lot of the other stuff we've seen on the show, like the, the Key of Solomon. Um, that type of script, mm-hmm. more so than an Egyptian. But I, I didn't really get a close look at it. Yeah, it went by as, so fast. Yeah, um, more gli- more more kind of angelic grip. Yeah, than than hieroglyphic. Yeah. yeah, a different type of writing. Um, but they do use the correct definition of a necromancer. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tend to equate a necromancer as being someone just of dark magic or of witchcraft in general. But it's not. It technically the definition of it is someone who speaks to the dead. Okay. Or speaks for the dead. Okay. Um, through either by communicating with the dead or, or summoning them. the dead. Um, so he's the one, Moloch. So it's Moloch mm-hmm. that Andy has made the deal with because Andy was the one who raised Headless. Yes. So, uh, but they did correct. And see, that's, again, we go back to what kind of sales pitch did they use on Andy him to be like yeah i think raising the, the horseman of death sounds right. like a great idea i know maybe andy was dying of cancer maybe yeah. there was something I, I i just i hope eventually i just we wish we knew i just yeah. wish we knew and um so and does brooks look like he's kind of decaying to you a little bit like he's got some discoloration on the side of his face yeah he doesn't look well he looks worse than he look than yeah he, he's well, starting to sag a little more yeah so that's good characterization and um, he does confirm that, yeah, he can communicate with the horseman, but he doesn't want to. No. And it will he, end badly. And he mentions that his soul belongs to Moloch, and he cannot control himself when Moloch takes him over. Right. Um, so he's very emphatic about that, and he basically is like, this is not going to end well. Yeah, he's telling him like it is. Like, I can't control myself. I would like to help you, but I cannot control myself. I've heard that excuse before. <laughs> Just saying. Damn it, Andy. Damn it. And um, so we go back to Frank and Jenny, and they arrive at the crime scene, and both of them 
notice that the robbery is a fake. Yeah, well, you know, Jenny, Jenny points it out first. Yeah, and Frank's like, uh, you need to step away from the case of goodies there. And she's and like, she's like, no, but wait. Yeah. Let me explain to you a thing. Yeah, and they, they left all the good stuff, and there's no money missing from the register. The cash, yeah, the cash register's still full of money. And, um... So, of course, Jenny, since she worked there before, she knows where the owner's secret vault is. Which, did you notice what the sculpture is that they turned? Is it Jefferson? No, it was Benjamin Franklin. Is it Benjamin Franklin? It was Benjamin Franklin. It was one or the other. Yeah, and um, so they find they find the owner, and he's wounded with a gunshot. And he points them to a box that's been emptied, and it's covered in... 16th century Druidic scripture. Which I can neither confirm nor deny. It did very much look like um, angelic type script, which mm-hmm. the two languages do look very much alike. Okay. It's got the circle and lines and whatnot. It's And it's the, th- it's supposed to contain the Thracian fillet? Thracian fillet, yes. We looked into this. Okay, t- hit, hit me with that. A Thracian is a, uh, they were ancient Greeks. Yeah. Very, very, sm- very, very small group of people around the say the time of the trojan war uh they are now uh, extinct is that the right they no longer exist they're not around right um and a fillet is a shallow bowl for drinking or pouring libations so i don't know what the fuck it is they've got yeah because it ain't this it ain't a bowl and that's what the the thracian fillet it's it's just a thing. There were several of them when I did a search for it. There are photographs of several different but styles. But it was something from that, but this that one, region where Greece is now. Well, they're talking. Yeah, this, these are the people but it's who protect, made this thing. But it's protected by 16th century. So Druidic the one they're talking scripture. about, the, apparently the one they're talking, they're talking about it like this is the name of this specific artifact. But it's a generalization. It's like it's the bowl. Yeah, the okay. bowl is missing. It, yeah, it's the not Greek, like the Greek bowl. Yeah, is no longer here. It's not here. like the high magical bowl. Of yeah, it's not magicalness. Like, right, it's not the special. It doesn't have. It's not. It's a special not like the man. Holy Grail versus a cup. Right. Okay. The cup is missing. Yeah. And so and I was like, like All right, eh, whatever. What but else? apparently, this one is a very specific, very special one. It's, and even when you see it later, it looks nothing like you think like it any would. of the pictures. Um, that you that's that's out there of what this is so it's it's a really cool word or couple of words actually but it's i don't think that word means what they think it means <laughs> yeah because even like i didn't look it up but i knew like i had heard of thrace before and i was like i really hope that's not what so, they're referencing with thracian a thracian because, it is a reference to, to me, the people when you start pulling in druid stuff which were there druids as late as 16th century like openly practicing there are druids today well, I know there are, okay. but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, as far as like there being like unequivocal archaeological stuff from druids, because I mean that that was pretty much outlawed because it was pagan, right? Um, depends on who you ask. According to the, the yeah. church, sixteenth uh, century doesn't seem like a super open time for people to be like, "Hey, I'm a druid." Yeah. Um. Oh, brief history of druidity. Yeah, that could go on for ages. Yeah, so I, I guess I just for me, especially now that you've confirmed. Okay, that wait. Thracian is Thracian, like. Yeah, from they are Greek. reference. That's all I could find on it. Um, the fourth <clears throat> fourth period of druidity begins with the 16th century when scholars in Europe rediscovered the druids and then became to reclaim their heritage. Okay. So that's okay. when they started making their then. comeback. I don't know in that the it 16th. goes with the Greek thing, but whatever. Um. And so Jenny tells us that the ancient relic was protected by warlocks, 
and she thinks that it was Cromwell. Yeah, it, I it couldn't was find it was protected from Cromwell, who, um, which I think is who James Frain played in the Tudors. Okay, uh, which I think is funny because he was our he was our Mason from a couple episodes ago. Okay, uh, but apparently this this was being uh, you know this was being protected from when Cromwell was taking over England. And um, she thinks that it was stolen purely to break the hexes that surround the horseman's um, pen, cage, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so these are just... Yeah, those are just bowls. So this is this is kind of like what they were showing in there, but it was all skulls. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, just, just it's a bowl. A thing. That's all it is. Yeah. The bowl. The bowl. So. So um, she also thinks that the Hessians are going to go after the power grid next because... I guess she just assumes that they will take the leap that Abby took with the way to trap him without sunlight is to use UV light, mm-hmm. which requires electricity. Yes. She's, and it's it's what it's what she would do. Yeah, or she she seems, and this comes across as Jenny seems to be the one who thinks the way the bad guy would think. Yeah, and I think that's really cool personality trait. For She's her. got that tactician part. She of does. Her. Well, she trained. Yeah. So yeah, and um. So they decide it's going to be interrogation time because uh, Ichabod really wants to talk to uh, Death, and so me too. It starts out with Andy asking in German to talk to the horseman. Was it in German? It was in German. It sounded Germany because it was Germany. subtitled. Oh my god! Really? Wow! Wow! It's, That's awesome. It's it's not even late. I can't even not blame even it on that. No. Um, um, it sounded. Germanic. I just saw, I saw subtitles, so I didn't even think. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he asked to talk to the horseman who doesn't oblige, um, and Ichabod starts kind of goading him, and, um... Is this really now the time for sass? Really? Well, apparently he thinks that it is. Okay. And the horseman drops something, and it turns out it's a necklace that belonged to Katrina. Yes. And, um, then we get, apparently horseman decides he wants to chat, and so he possesses Andy, and that he does confirm that it is it was Katrina's. Yes. And Ichabod is super upset that Death would have something belonging to his wife. Yes. And, of course, Abby's just like, why whoa, is whoa, it that whoa. necklace? Whoa, whoa, yeah. yeah and she's Ichab- like, she can see Ichabod get Ichabod? Yeah, Ichabod's getting mm-hmm. Ichabod. Uh-huh. He's very upset. And so Ichabod kind of tells her the story of the necklace. And it was given to Katrina by Abraham, Abraham Van Brunt. Brom Bones. Yeah, Brom Bones from the there original story. Wondering where he was. And he was Ichabod's best friend. Yes. And he was also betrothed to Katrina. Okay, now wait. Abraham Van Brunt was played by right. Mr. Neil Jackson. Right. So he was also in Blade the Series. They had a Blade series. Yes, he was in Blade the series. He's he's uh, he was in. I was looking through his his filmography, and he's one of those guys that's in things. Yeah. Um. But but most notably that I could find, he was in Blade the series. He was also in Quantum of Solace. Ooh, I gotta go back now. He played Mr. Sta- uh, Mr. Slate. Okay, I need to go back. So now. you know, um, he reminds me looking at him in the face. I think it's his fair, fair features. Uh huh. He kind of looks like Paul Bettany. He does a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Especially when you see him without the wig that he wears in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's the pale eyebrows yeah. and the pale eyelashes. He just, the paleness, yeah. The yeah. Fa- his fair features. Yeah, I totally he see He just kind of looks a little bit like Paul Bettany. So, but that's who he is. And uh, so we find out that 
the um we get a flashback, super awesome flashback. Yay! And Abraham is trying to buy Katrina a necklace. And yeah, and the first and one he picks the shitty one. Hey now. I well, like I mean, it was really one. nice. I like it the was really one. nice, but well, it was see, not Katrina. Well, I was watching this bit, and um, he picks up, and it's the purple gems. And I'm going, oh, that's a necklace I would like. Yeah. Because it's purple. I like right. me some purple. And they're going on, and they're talking, and he goes back, and Ichabod goes back and points back at the one with the, the green gem on it. I'm like, oh, that's the one Queenie would like. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so, yeah, Ichabod tells him, like, you need to go with this one because it's more... It's more in keeping with what Katrina would pick for herself. It's simple. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So Abraham goes along with it. And we move on to a what looks like a super boring party. Okay, but what I want to know. Katrina, the Quaker, yeah, is betrothed to this rich, spoiled man. And Van Brunt, Van is a typically a Dutch addition mm-hmm. to a name. Yeah. Um, I had a professor uh, that she she married into the van, and um, Van is aristocratic. Mm-hmm. You've got yes. Van in front of your yes. name. Yes, yes. So um, I'm guessing he was from a Dutch family. I don't. Uh, they were. Fr- he was friends with Ichabod, so I don't know. Maybe they were English at some point, and they kept the name. His parentage is is kind of shady yeah. as far as you know what I'm thinking. But yeah, I thought about that too. I was like. Katrina is this Quaker. I'm confused. And they do explain it is an arranged marriage, but why would such a prominent, what appears to be a prominent family, because with his the house that he lives yeah, in and the jewels. marry he, her. And the way the guy that's selling him the jewels is treating him. Why is this guy marrying Katrina? Because he makes, a, Abraham makes a point of saying, I'm going to raise her far her above social, her social her social status. So why, Yeah. what family would arrange him to and i'm not trying to put her down but it just seems wrong what's the benefit to his family yeah yeah other than yeah that didn't make sense to me either yeah it's not like she can bring a big dowry yeah yeah she's a quaker yeah so i so is she so i wonder if maybe she's a quaker by choice i thought about that too maybe family personally because she is van tassel yeah she's got a van she's got a van Van that's true so so maybe she was trying to get away yeah. From some, I don't know. It just really ate at I would me. Have, I would have liked some more explanation there. And when they're at the party, mm-hmm. he gives her the necklace. Mm-hmm. And he's very nonchalant about, yeah, it's no big deal. And he, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but he's he mentions, oh, there's somebody over there that he needs to go talk to. Do you know who it is that he goes to talk to? Was it the colonel? It was Rutledge. Rutledge. It oh, was Rutledge. Okay. Oh, that wow. he goes and so he goes, oh, that's there's Rutledge. Okay. And he goes, uh, and I was like, oh, yes, callback. Interesting. That's, yes. that's neat. Okay. Continuity. Yes. And um, so when Abraham goes off, Ichabod and Katrina give each other these, like, creepy significant looks. They got that side. They got Ichabod's the, looking at her with that sideways. They got that bad, I'm in love with you, and I'm hoping oh, nobody notices, but everybody probably noticed look. Mm-hmm. And Katrina tells him that she's going to break the engagement off with Abraham. Tonight. Because she loves I love you. And he doesn't say it back. Yeah, he does not. But I, I want, another thing I wanted to point out, because um, we've, we've had conversations about this. When we see Katrina in Purgatory, she's a little more sexed up than I would have. A little? Yeah, I mean, she's got oh my like, gosh. the low-cut dress. She's got the, the more dramatic makeup. Did you notice her makeup in this was what I would expect? 
It was completely I didn't really on notice point. her makeup. It was subtle. I mean, of course she's an actress. She's wearing makeup because yes, she's being filmed. But she's in... It was not like purgatory makeup. Yeah, in purgatory, her hair's all down and flush. She's very sexified. And remind me, I think I have a theory about that. Okay. So, um, so I just thought that was interesting. Okay. Um, and so, at this point, have you figured out where the necklace came from? At this point, did you know? No. Okay. When I first saw it, no. No. Okay. Um... So, and they're telling the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I had my suspicions later, but it, okay. was, it was later. But not yet? No, not yet. Okay. Um, and so Ichabod is now totally distracted by the whole Katrina connection, and Abby warns him against it. Yes. Because she knows this is not good territory. No, this it's not. This is exactly what they were trying this is to what, do. This is what Andy told him would happen. Would happen. And, um, and she's trying to protect him. So we go back to Frank and Jenny, and... They are wearing the most badass looking armor. They look like a team of superheroes. Well, he got her a vest. I thought that I was exciting. Know. He's protecting her. Um, and so they're going to go into this electrical plant. And um, they call it the DWP. The Department of Water, Water and Power. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's funny that Ichabod's like, please don't give me another acronym. Acronyms. Um, and, but so they sneak in. And at first I thought Jenny was going to save Frank's ass. But Frank saves his own ass from the guy that, he does. That, that kind of confronts him. One of the Hessians confronts him. Frank escapes. And then he notices that Jenny's just over here tying two more people up. Yeah. Because she was supposed to wait, he, and she totally didn't. He should have known better. He should have known. But, and, but, Jenny is showing how valuable she is. Yes. Yes. To, and To the cause. She's not a wilting flower. She doesn't need to be protected. No, she's not. Um, and, and she's not as unstable as they believe her to be. Right, and um, so they get kind of cornered by some some more Hessians, and at first you're like, oh man, and then Frank's like, two against four. Oh wait, here's the SWAT team that I brought with me. Oh yeah, better count. So they take all the Hessians into custody. Yes, and so that well, they give they're like, okay, fine. Yeah, and um, the thing is though, like, you can't deny being a member of this group because you got that tattoo somewhere. A little bit. So. <laughs> You'd be well, like, I'm totally not with you, these guys. But you notice these people, it doesn't have to be in a specific location. Right. It just seems, to, I guess it's up to the choice of the wearer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I don't want that tattoo. No. No. O- just only saying. the horseman likes to wear it on the back of his head. Yeah, but that's dramatic. It is. It's very it's way cool. They even built the mask around it. Didn't they? I think they put the mask on and then tattooed. Because, boy, that tattoo, well, it's that's later in the episode. Purely, it's it's perfect. So, um, so we go back to interrogation, and the horseman knows all about Katrina, according to what he's telling Ichabod. Boy, does he. And he, Start to get suspicious. Yeah, and he promises to kill Ichabod again. Because <laughs> he kind of <laughs> Well, they're promising that. to kill each other. Yeah. Again. You know. And, um. I'm going to kill you. No, I'm going to kill you. Fight we, club. It seems very personal to the horseman. And I think this is when I started getting my inkling. And this is when Ichabod started to notice it was personal for him. Yeah. And he starts to point out. Yeah, and he was, um, it turns out that the horseman, as much as Ichabod was looking for him on the battlefield, the horseman was, was looking, looking for, for him. him. Mm-hmm. And, um, You were my mission. Boy, that sounds so Bucky Barnes. It does. You're <laughs> my mission. You were my mission. I could, he says that, and was like, you're, I was like, your mission, Bucky? Yeah. Is that you? Who the hell is Bucky? Who the hell is Bucky? 
That's another <laughs> cast. We will do a cast for Yes, that, we will. Um, so we go back to Frank and Jenny, and um, Jenny starts searching these van, this van of the Hessians, and Frank's like, "It's a crime scene. Could you please not?" <laughs> and Jenny's like, "Basically, I don't have time for this shit." No, she don't. And she uh, she finds out that there was some kind of a something was missing from the bags. Something was missing from the bags, and um, she later finds this like I, what looked like a, a casing of some sort, like a, almost like a phone casing that had been decimated. Yeah, and. Um, Frank's calling it in, as so- and before he can even finish calling it in, there's a big explosion at the power plant. Boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. And um, so, of course, we go straight to the tunnels, and all the lights go out. And this is not good. No, no. Mm-mm. Abby gets a call from Frank, and it's going to be at <clears throat> least two hours before the power is restored. Yeah, bad. And the horseman's getting stronger by the minute. At least he didn't get his strength back right away. Yeah. It was like, Which, like a Hulk moment. Yeah. Yeah. Not so that he could roar. It, it seemed more realistic. Yeah. Not that he, he was roaring pretty darn good without <laughs> a head. The horseman thing seemed realistic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Ichabod, of course, wants to resume the interrogation. And um, Abby wants to know about Abraham. He's like, she's like, okay, fine, but I need, need to, to know tell me what's going what's on. What's going on, yeah. And it turns out that, um, you know, back then... Uh, the day after Katrina breaks off their engagement, horrible timing. Boy. Uh, Abraham and Ichabod were tasked with a secret mission. And um, so they're supposed to take the uh, the Declaration of... Redeclaration of Resolves. Of which, Resolves. I keep wanting to call it Reasons. <laughs> See, well, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. It literally was a reason of their complaints to the Crown. Right. For why there were, this was like the, the pre, precursor. pre-declaration. Okay. The pre-declaration. It so, was really a thing. Right. I'm going to have a link to it in the show notes so that you go in and, and actually read the original language. Um, that was in October of 1774. Okay. Before Ichabod could have possibly have been <laughs> to, the, to the colony since right, he didn't right. come over till 1776. Right. So, um... So they're they're tasked with this mission to take to take the declaration to safety, and mm. they're taking it to somebody. Oh, they're taking they're taking they're somebody. taking to, they're delivering it to somebody. I don't know where okay. they're going with it, but they're delivering it to somebody. And um, Abraham is all butt hurt, and because he's all sad about Katrina, and he's it, worried about he'll, how it'll make him look. Yeah, and and Ichabod finally admits why she really broke that off the engagement dumbass which was really stupid not in the middle of freaking the he, he says we're in enemy territory hello yeah, and they're just chit-chatting about they lady problems and um man pain he's even more butthurt and that's what i put in here man pain <laughs> and of course they end up dueling and i just oh. this really pisses me off because abraham I, I understand that this is a time period where arranged marriages were a thing. Were a thing. Yep. But the way he he's like, God, how dare she want something different and like she's some kind of a person and well, with and decisions of her own and how is this gonna affect me and blah blah and it was just all this butthurt man pain and I didn't I was just like, Wow, I couldn't hate you anymore right now. Oh, I could not. He was in that stupid wig. What the fuck was he wearing that stupid it's, wig? It looked hair, hideous. Though, I, think. I think we see later Do we? That it's his hair. I don't remember. I just remember thinking that wig was Maybe hideous. it's his hair and he's got the wig on it, but it was oh it was Well, awful. but if you wear a wig like that all the time, yeah, your hair's gonna be messed up. Yeah. I so don't know. so they duel and 
he's I wrote in my notes, Abraham is such a fuckboy. He's just, he's the typical, like, what I want is important. And some lady just decided that she doesn't want to be with me. He's How very, stupid of her. Yeah, he's very typically spoiled rich boy. Yeah. Or like, fuckboy, as you how said. How dare she not want to be with me? I'm awesome and well, rich. And he's also blaming, he's, and now he's blaming Ichabod. Right. Because, well, what did you, you, you did this. Because God knows Katrina couldn't have made this decision I on know. her own because she's how a woman. How dare she. So, um. Of a lower class, even. Yeah, gosh. I was going to elevate her. And um, so he gets shot. And it's because he's being stupid in enemy territory. And they're loud. They're very loud. And so they get ambushed by a group of Hessians. And Abraham tells Ichabod to go on. Very angrily. Very angrily. Like, you know, it's just, it's all this giant baby. Yes. And so he tells him to go on, and Ichabod reluctantly does. He grabs the leather satchel and takes off. And he just assumes that Abraham dies. So this this is what this... Well, I don't know that we... I may be jumping ahead a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the second time that Ichabod is blamed for a murder he did not commit. Yes. Yes. So, um... We, we go back to present day and team anti-apocalypse assembled <laughs> and I'm going to get them shirts made and Abby is not happy that Jenny's actually there. She, yeah, she was like, tell her. Didn't she was like, damn it, I wanted you to just tell her what was going introduce on. them. And um, the Hessians, uh, it turns out they didn't have the filet. How do you pronounce that? File, filey? Filet? Filet. Filet? I don't know. Bowl. It was the bowl. And, uh, they decide this is where they decide against calling in reinforcements um and Mm -hmm. i think they kind of make a comment like what would they see and what would they how would they react yeah so um and it's a it's a secret war it's a secret war we don't need to drag all up everybody in there and honestly they'd probably all end up being committed pretty much yeah yeah because i find it terrible i think i think the the evil side is is uh sneaky enough to know Listen, if we just disappear conveniently when all these other people are called in, our four heroes are going to end up locked up and it's going to yep. be a lot easier to take over the world. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so they decide against calling in reinforcements and... But Frank still wants them at the entrances. Yes, and Frank wants lots and lots of firepower. And so he he's going to take Abby and Jenny with him. To carry him. To carry him. And Abby does not like the idea of leaving Ichabod with death alone. Yeah, but Ichabod will not leave death alone. No. No. And it's kind of a catch-22. And he's like, we'll be fine, which is the... But Abby knows he's not fine. Oh, Abby totally knows. But she also knows she ain't getting him out of there. No, she's not. And um, so we see that Andy, he is chained up, but apparently... His body is like a giant fanny pack, and he's just oh, pulling God. shit out of his body. He's pulling this thing, which turns out to be the the uh, the artifact that we've been looking for. And it's this tiny little disc. It's yep. so it's I'd say it's smaller it's, than a CD. I would say it's not even four inches across. It's little. Yeah. That is not the description I read of what this. It's no, I don't no. know what that is. But it, like you said earlier, it's got all these skulls on it. And he starts reciting incantations, and shit just starts popping up in the tunnels. Like, these little baby demons, or whatever you want to call them. (laughs) And all I can think of is Oprah Winfrey. 
It's a demon for you and a demon for you. A demon for everybody. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And um, so Frank is separated from the sisters. And I don't don't know know what that that was. I don't know when that happened. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. But again, people, stop separating from each other, damn it. No. Um, so, yeah, these little, these little demonlets or whatever the hell they are, they're running around, they're popping in and out of stuff. But the bullets are taking them out, like. Yeah, Abby's, Abby's getting, getting them, like, blown up and it looked almost like sand. Yeah, like every time they would hit one, even when Frank was hitting them, they Mm -hmm. were just. And, um, so we get the big reveal that the horseman is not really still trapped when Ichabod comes in to talk to him again. No, he's not. He, uh, we slowly see him start pulling away the chains. Yes. And it's like, oh, shit. Ooh, ooh. And he's like, Andy, what did you do? And Andy's like, Andy, <laughs> I, told like I told you. I told you this would happen. I told you. And so I'm like. And he did. He did. And so uh, the horseman breaks free of the chains and they duel with swords. Which, if you didn't realize it before. They, apparently there were some swords laying around. This is because then they flash between the duel that Ichabod and Abraham it's, had. It's the fighting style that the horseman uses that makes Ichabod, Ichabod finally, realize. Yeah, the light bulb goes off and he's like, that holy he shit. he is Abraham. He finally figures it out. Abraham is dead. And he gets all fancy when he, when he says, Abraham. And the horseman holds the sword up in front of his face like a salute. Yeah. Kind of thing, which was kind of cool. Like, yeah, oh. that was kind of cool. Yeah, I really do like the way that this actor or the director even has uses his body language. Yeah. And he I, doesn't and have we a head. talked about it before how how well how expressive he is. He is. Yeah. yeah. And great hands. <laughs> and great hands. And um so it turns out that we we see a flashback and Moloch used dying Abraham for like a death makeover. And Abraham is in this terrible place in his mind and he's so angry. Yeah. Absolutely he's gonna he all he wants is revenge. And so, so yeah. Yeah. Right then and there in the woods they shave his head, they put the mask on him, and he's uh They tattoo the back of his head. That's where I wanted to Boy when it did healed the tattoo happen. Boy it healed really fast too, didn't it, it? I mean like is it special demon tattoo powers? It must well yeah, hey's Moloch. That's true. He's like, uh, because you know he's he's got the mask and he opens and he's got those those the cataract those, those cataract yeah. eyes. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be a sign for just evil in general going forward because we we did see it in the Sandman episode. It wasn't quite as pronounced as the white that we saw in the Sandman episode. The, the no. white eyes, but it was still very like yes. creepy. And um, it was it was almost like, you know. We, we see black eyes a lot, especially because of supernatural yeah. black eyes or demons. So this was kind of like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Well, and, and did you notice Andy's eyes Andy's turned eyes black. Andy's eyes were black, yeah, when, when he was, he was possessed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, we, we, we get official confirmation that Abraham was turned into death. Yes. And um, it turns out that Katrina is being held in purgatory. And this was so creepy. She's being held for him. As his prize. As his prize. And I was just like, God, if anybody thought that that would be okay, it would be Abraham. Oh, sure. Like, oh, yeah, Katrina can just be yeah. given to me like some kind of a prize. Her soul. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so creepy. Whatever. And, um. Well, we ha- and this is the first. We haven't seen Moloch since the Sand. Was it back to the Sandman episode? I think. I don't remember how far back, but it's been a while since we've actually yeah, seen him hands-on. Yeah, and 
we see him, I think as close up as we've seen him without a mirror breaking. And um, so we go back to uh, Ichabod has finally made this made this uh, d- this discovery, and Abraham's about to kill him. Yep. And these baby demons pop in, and Andy, of course, Andy's, shouts at him. Well, Andy's Andy like, called for him before they yeah, popped up. Yeah, and Andy he says, says come, come mas- secure. Master, the master said that you are not to kill him. Right. And Abraham was about to. He anyway, was. He just, was ready to. Despite whatever Moloch's little plan is. Yeah. And um, He's so hell-bent on revenge. Yeah. That's Abraham's one drive. Which it's funny, though, because that's the reason why they pick him. But yet, that also makes him unstable for whatever Moloch yep. is planning. He's Bucky. But he's, oh God, he is. Bucky. I'm sorry. He's not as cute as Bucky. No. He's not as endearing as Bucky either because Abraham's an asshole. He is an asshole. He was always an asshole. He was all, and it was not the whole death thing that made him an asshole. No. Actually, we've been saved of lots of asshole monologues because he has. Because <laughs> no, he had no head. He has no head. Because can you imagine? <laughs> Oh, because he monologued pretty good as Abraham. And he really thought he was in the right here. He really did. I mean, all that righteous Whatever. indignation. It was just like, I was not a, ha- I was not a fan of that. No. But, um, so, Ichabod is left alone. Everybody kind of magics out. And he's left alone. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> he's probably like, what just happened? And so we go back to the typical post-case scene in the archives of Ichabod and Abby. Yes. And, you know... The decomp- where where's Jenny? Did Jenny just she lives know. with Abby, right? Uh, that's what they said. Uh, yeah, whatever. And so Ichabod feels guilty, and Abby thinks that shit is really dumb. Yeah, th- I think this is where I came up with the idea that this is the second murder. Yeah, that he's blamed for and blamed himself for. And Abby's like, "That's stupid." That he's like, she's like, "You cannot control other people's actions." Yeah, this is not your fault. This was not your fault. No, and you did the, not make him. The fact that they got caught by the Hessians, none of that was his fault. Abraham no. was one tromping through the forest, being yep. all butthurt. Yes, and, and it was not his fault that Katrina chose him over Abraham. No, none of it. He tried to dissuade her. He did, and he never told her that he loved her. Yeah. So, because she, she, when she was talking to him originally at this party. She kept saying, like, when I marry, I would like it for to be for love. And it was never like, so I'm going to break up with him and marry you, right? Right, no. He didn't give her that expectation. There was no. There was never that expectation there. Yeah. And she never asked for it. No. She just said, this is me. This is, mm-hmm. and, and he said something to her, and she said, no, no. This is about me. This is yeah. what I want. I'm choosing this for yeah. myself. Which is funny because Abraham just thinks it's all about him. Yeah. So it was a good little contrast. Yeah, it was. Because they could actually listen to her. Yeah. Um, so I, d- I did like that part of Katrina's character. I did, because that had to take some balls. Well, to, yeah, especially to do in that, that back then. To break a, a ranged betrothal like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I did like that part about Katrina. And so they have their little post-case deal, and... At least now they know what death's weakness is, and it's also Ichabod's weakness. Yes. It's Katrina. Yes. So, and that's the end of our episode. So we need Katrina. No, you don't. Oh, gosh. So she's being held as some kind of a weird prize. So that's why she's not dead. Yeah. That's why Moloch hasn't killed... Well, I was I always wondered why they kept her alive anyway. Yeah. What was the purpose of that? Because but. she's a huge liability, because as unhelpful as she is most of the time... She is still telling them stuff. She she's, is. She's getting messages as through. As cryptic as she is. Yeah. Yeah. So this does kind of, you know, make a little bit of sense for, she's being held for a reason. She's keeping 
Abraham compliant. But also, this is this to me was a really cool um, set of possibilities because now we're like, okay, the horsemen are people. They're not just some. I mean, if yeah, she, they're, they're not yeah. just some demonic construct. No, they're not just they a were, purely because I'm assuming like if Moloch. He, yeah, I'm assuming if he was a person, then the others were people too. Then what was it? It was pestilence, pestilence. we saw. So that's a person. Yeah, with the weird samurai armor. So there's like stories and stuff that I think they can tell. Yeah, that that made me very hopeful for. So it's like, okay, I was like, okay, okay well, what's cool. a, what's this horseman's story? What's this horseman's story? What's yeah. that horseman's story? Um, one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's interesting though because um, in the in this original story, uh, Brom Bones, who is Abraham, yes. that's his nickname. He is the one that poses as the horseman to scare Ichabod, and it turns out he is the horseman in this in this story. Yes. Yes. So that, that was interesting. I do like the the because I didn't realize that was Brom Bones until I looked it up later. Right. Because I never knew Brom's name was Abraham Van Brunt. Or Abraham Brom. Yeah. So I was like, and and Ichabod calls him Brom at the very end. Or he Bram. does Bram Brom uh-huh. something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that was a little nod. Yeah. I mean, so, a, a lot of us when we think of Sleepy, the story of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, we right. think of the little Disney short. Yes. We saw it all in all in school and all the time. Um, and we may have read it once in elementary school, but I, I really suggest that anybody who's watching the show go back and reread, or better yet, download um, the version Tom's version where he narrates where he's it. narrating it, which is just pure silk. His voice is so nice. He reads it so well and it's it's not the story you remember. No, I remember it because I listened to it probably about a year and a half ago, and I was like, "When they released it, did I it? even read this?" I know because I remember next to all that I remember. It turns out it was from from the damn cartoon. from the cartoon, yeah, yeah, which was cute. It was, but I think I'm sure at some point after when I was listening to it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember. I, now I remember this. Now I remember this." Like I had read it a long time ago, so. Yeah, so. But there are ties back. I mean, Frank Irving, yeah. Washington Irving. Definitely. There's his connection. Although the Abby is a complete brand new construct. Well, she would have to be because the Katrina in the in the story was just this well, basically Ichabod was treating her the way Abraham treated her in this episode. She was just some prize. Oh yeah. He wanted the wealth that would come with he, marrying yeah. her. Yeah, he wanted to move up in society. Yeah. Uh, so. It wasn't her. He was interested in it. was a life because there was a whole par- paragraphs of him walking because he's the school schoolmaster, um, and people just basically put up with him. Yeah, and house him from left mooch. to Yeah, and you're but that's the that trade. Was the tradition, yeah. That was the trade for for being the schoolmaster, and so he went to this dinner because apparently there was a lot of communal dinners back in the day. Well, you know, I didn't have much else to do. So not with that. I know, right? People, Ugh, people. So he shows up and he sees this huge, it was the food spread. And he's like, like, I want me some of this. And so he angles and finds him the daughter of the man of this house. Yeah. Who was Katrina. Yeah. It was terrible. But I I do suggest you go and either find, you can, surely it's, you can find it online. Yeah, I would think so. Free anywhere from downloaded on Kindle for nothing. Yeah, but I just remember like going, God, he's really not that likable. No, he's Ichabod not Crane a was character. a terrible, terrible person. I mean, because 
Yeah, so <laughs> I thought that was just really, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we we get we got the big reveal. We got a big reveal. We're moving. We're really moving ahead with the story. Yeah. Um, but I did do worry about how far they can take this. Yeah. We're only halfway through the first season, and here we are. The first Horseman is pretty much here. We are. Yeah. This this okay. We you're gonna have to get more than this. We've got three more horsemen to go. Well, and also from you know, from a story standpoint, well, we've met two horsemen. Yeah, we've met two horsemen. But yeah. from a story standpoint, you know, because you, you want to be like, okay, we can't, we don't need to drag this out too long, but we also don't need to finish it too soon. <laughs> but we do find out that it's kind of like sex. Yeah, <laughs> too long is just too long, and too short, short is, is just, too short. Yeah. yeah. And um, but we, you know, we're also find out that death can't be killed. At yes, least by known methods. Oh, okay. And so it becomes like, okay, is this just guy just going to hang around? Like, are they, like, what's the end game with death? Is it to trap him forever underneath the tunnel? Yeah, what do you do with, yeah, what do you do with death? on yeah. electricity? Well, he was put to sleep before. Yeah. So maybe there's some spell or some trap that puts him back to sleep. Or maybe the only thing that can put him back to sleep is for this, the witnesses to do their job. That's seven years. And to prevent oh, the apocalypse. Uh, which, you know, in Revelations, at the end of the seven years, the witnesses are killed. Really? Yeah. Damn it. Just saying. I don't like that. Because they're, they're, if I remember correctly, they die and their corpses are on, like, they're... I, totally don't do not quote me i'm not looking at it but they they die i want to say they were hung or burned or something publicly oh that's and nice thank yeah. you <clears throat> i know right uh, well all that but the thing is all they do in these seven years is watch that's all they do they literally just witness they don't fight evil for they seven just... no they literally just witness well see yeah the writers got a hold of that and they were like that would be a really boring show i know right it's just like up oh, <laughs> to just watch shit happen there's an there's another horseman of the apocalypse. Yeah. So, uh, that old thing. Now so, I, uh, yeah. So I, I like the episode. I thought it was good. Um, I re it, they really set up Abraham to be unlikable. Um, and it does give a little bit more sympathetic credibility to Katrina, who in my opinion, hasn't been entirely likable. Uh, at I've least from my standpoint. I've never liked Katrina. Um, I just, I don't like all the cryptic shit, and it pisses me off. But they haven't—they haven't gone out of their way to, for her to say. If they—if they went out of their way to say, "Listen, honey, I can't give you straight answers on this stuff. I'm magicked into not doing this by oh. by Moloch, whatever." But they haven't done that. So. Oh wait, 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 wait! I, I was—I was incorrect. Um, I'm, I'm literally going to read this from Wikipedia, but I really do think that it's interesting because it contradicts the story a little bit. Uh, John is told that the court of God's temple would be trampled on by the nations for 42 months. During that period, for 1,260 days, or 42 months, or three and a half years. Which is not seven years. No. Two witnesses would be granted authority to prophecy. They are described as two olive trees and two lampstands who stand before the Lord of the earth. Both are able to devour their enemies with fire that flows from their mouths. Sweet. Also, they have power over the sky and waters and are able to strike the earth with plague. After their testimony, the beast overcomes the two witnesses and kills them. For three and a half days, the people of the earth celebrate the death of the two witnesses who have tormented them for three and a half years. Then God resurrects the two witnesses. This strikes fear on everyone witnessing their revival, witnessing the witnesses. 
witnessing the revival and the two witnesses ascend into heaven. I, okay, I, I'm real confused because why are the witnesses torturing people with fire mouths and other things? And does this mean we get a fire-breathing Ichabod and Abby? And that would be so cool. Which means they're essentially dragons. I'm very confused. I, yeah, I don't... It's it's freaking Bible, man. It doesn't make sense. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's like, yeah, woohoo, the witnesses are dead. Oh, crap, they're not dead. Yeah. Oh, they're going to go to heaven. I, that just, yeah. And they're apparently torturing people with their fire breath. I guess. That's confusing. If you can find a way to explain that to me in a cohesive I way, I don't go even. For it. I, yeah, if somebody, some, uh, yes, or I feel like we're going to get some, some emails on this. I'm not a theologian. 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 I, I never. I studied the occult, not the Bible. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is kind of mushing them two together. It really the show is. is, at least. So anyway, I am not an expert on anything. <laughs> Just saying. So yeah, I I don't. So I wonder where. I mean, seven is obviously a nice, a nice number to use. It's a good number. But it's not. It's not the number given in the Bible. Apparently not. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. Unless they count, because they're each three and a half years? I don't know. Uh, again, that's I wasn't reading directly from Revelations. Yeah, that's a stretch. Uh, but it's, wow. It sounds like they're in for a super crappy time, basically. All right, I have to go find the actual passage now, so. Yeah, it's. It's Revelation 11. I know that much. The two witnesses. I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for a. 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth, right. by the way. Uh, if, anyone tries to, if anyone tries to harm them, fire comes from their mouths and devours their enemies. This is how anyone who wants to harm them must die. They have, the pow- they have power to shut up the heavens so that it will not rain during the time they are prophesying. What good is that? Fire breath sounds pretty damn convenient, but... Well, I mean, yeah, and they can they turn waters even... into blood and strike. Now, this is from BibleGateway.com. Yeah, that's, that's it's, stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't understand why the people that are witnessing have that ability. And like, what, what is the purpose? That yeah, that does I, I no don't know. good. And second woe has passed. The third woe. It's apparently it's the second woe. Whoa. <laughs> I, I. St- so basically, it sounds like the show kind of took the concept of witnesses to the apocalypse and were just like, we're going to do some stuff. They were hoping for seven seasons? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hoping. <laughs> we're hoping. Please? Seven seasons? I don't know. I really don't so understand. all of this is being very used yeah, very loosely. Yeah, very loosely. All right. So do you have, a, do you have anything else? That <laughs> oh, I don't even you, know. You're just going to go research now and write. I am. I just it just revel. I may have just have to go back and reread Revelations now. Yeah, I, I don't. Think, I, I like I said, I never studied the Bible. Yeah. Beyond Sunday school when I was a kid, so I don't know. It it makes less and less sense the more I'm trying to read. I know. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do too much research, or the show will just confuse us even more. I need to go back to the Kiss Solomon. <laughs> that I can understand. <laughs> You give me a book. You give me a book that traps demons, and I understand. I'm good with that. that. Yeah. I can draw some symbols. <laughs> I'm all right with that, but so. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, if you have any feedback, if there's anything you think we've gotten wrong, if you think there's something we missed, if there's some detail, if there's some background something. Any little tidbit. Yeah, please, write in, let us know. 
Yeah, we're at, we're at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And then you can also find us on uh, Tumblr and Twitter. Um, link is on our website. Yes, which is randomtpodcast.com. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, drop us a line, even even if it's just to be like, gosh, Tom is pretty and Abby's adorable. Aren't they? So, you know, whatever. This last call. That's last a- call for ranting about, <laughs> about Revelations. That damn headstone. <laughs> I, it was my own fault I gave you a last you call. You did. <laughs> you let me. I did. Thanks That's all for I got. listening, guys. Thanks.